0: Young, black, and widowed. And no, we're not talking about the usual classification of young widows. We're talking about millennials and Gen Z. That's right, 20-somethings and 30-somethings, like myself, who lost their spouse just as life seemed to be beginning. I'm your host, Azure Johnson-Redman, executive director of the new nonprofit Young, Black, and Widowed Incorporated. Today I'm speaking with Alicia Reed and she is the fly widow. So tell me about yourself. Hi.
1: Yes, my name is Alicia Reed and I am the fly widow. I am 41. I'm a mother of a five-year-old and I live in New Orleans. I became a widow in December of 2019. So I lost my husband. He was 43. And after that day, I just decided to put myself first. And I was on a mission to fly. So fly widow means first love yourself. And I wanted to continue to inspire women to become their best selves by be, being the best versions of themselves.
0: Wow. That sounds amazing. And I hear that you're also a pharmacist, you know, a doctor.
1: Yes. I have been a pharmacist for 17 years and counting. It was a passion of mine. I, again, I'm from New Orleans. I graduated from Xavier University. Wow. And it's just been a rewarding career, especially in light of COVID 19 and the development of the vac- COVID vaccine. This has been an exciting time in my career. And, you know, I've been managing uh, being a full time pharmacist, mom, and widow. For the past year.
0: And so how did you get where you are now? That kind of s- explains a lot, but I know you had a brand before the Fly Widow. What, what are you doing now and how did you get to where you are now?
1: So I started with a brand called Nola Bougie. <laughs> My husband uh, actually gave me the name. He used to call me Bougie all the time. And because we lived in New Orleans, he put the two together and Decided to just start calling me Nola Bougie. And of course, (laughs) I said, Well, I'm going to, you know, make this into something. I'd had a baby. And after I had my baby, a lot of women said, Oh my God, you know, once you have a baby, your life is over. You won't be going to the hair salon. You won't be doing this. You won't be doing that. And I thought that people were crazy. (laughs) Like, what does that mean? Like, you having kids does not mean that you forget about yourself and you kind of let yourself go. So the brand was born. I decided to create Nola Bougie to inspire women to live their best lives while becoming the best versions of themselves. So I created a lifestyle brand, Nola Bougie. I shared all of the bougiest things in the city, talked about events, hair care, self care, you name it, everything that women loved, luxury, all that and then some. And I did that up until the loss of my husband. When my husband passed, I had to think about what, you know, I wanted to do after that point. And my followers kind of coached me and cheered me on and said, you know, you can't let it go. You know, we're here with you. We want to support you. And I decided to fly. And uh, fly is first love yourself. So I rebranded and became the fly widow. And the mission is still the same. It's just that I want to encourage and motivate other widows to continue to move on with their lives, to continue to be, you know, the best versions of the, of themselves because what better way to honor your husband than by, you know, continuing on and, you know, being the best version of yourself. So that is where the whole Fly movement came from.
0: Oh, that is so so beautiful. So tell me about some of the bougie things that you did. I know we're going back into the past but Oh, I'm, I'm still kind of bougie. curious about that. Yeah, that's what I
1: tell everybody. I'm still bougie. I'm, I I can I mean when that's when you that's you and that's a part of yourself, you know, it, it will never go away. But um I love tea. So um I hosted teas throughout the entire year last year, 2019. Well, it's fun the year mm-hmm. before with one of our hotels. So we did theme teas throughout the year. I oh, it yeah, yeah, I, I, love, I love some tea and the pandemic is kind of messing things up a little bit, but I did teas, just highlighted spas and took trips and went shopping and just, you know, everyday life for me, you know, most people said it was bougie, but it was just all I kind of knew. So just sharing You know, things that I liked and luxury items, reviewing brands and just things that kind of caught my eye. And I also wanted people to understand that bougie wasn't necessarily a bad thing. No. A lot of people think that, you know, bougie is associated with you wanting to, you know, be better than everyone else. And for me, I felt like it wasn't a bad thing to decide to treat yourself or to make sure that, Mm -hmm. you know, you gave yourself the best of everything. You know, it's quality. I look at it as, you know, quality and just making sure that you are giving yourself the very best. And it didn't have to be a lot of money. I think that's another thing that people kind of misinterpreted the whole movement. It wasn't necessarily about spending a lot of money. It was just making sure that you took care of yourself and made time for yourself. And if that that it meant being bougie, um, then I was all for it.
0: Hey, you're in good company. I got married at the Ritz-Carlton in St. Thomas. So self-care, I'm all yes, about yes. it. What were some of your favorite trips or favorite locations that you went to? Well, I love
1: spas. So it was just, you know, any time um, I traveled, it didn't matter where. It didn't have to be you know, some exclusive island or, you know, or place or destination. But every time I had a trip, I made sure that I booked a spa day. So I would look up ratings and, you know, look for spas, whether it's be like the St. Regis Hotel or anywhere. Mm-hmm. We went to Hawaii for a, Dis- a Disney Hawaii, Disney Alani with my son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had had to have a spa day there. I didn't care it was Disney. I wanted to have a spa day, so that was just one of my things. That wherever I traveled, I made sure that I booked a spa
0: day. That oh well, then it's settled. We need to book a spa day <laughs> on go on a trip after oh, yeah. everything settles out. Well, I,
1: sure, I, I have times. my spa days. Like, I'm, I'm overdue. Like I, I, try to make sure I at least you know do that. You know, once a month, and just book vacations. That's another thing that I like to do is. You know, find just in a hotel. I mean, in your city, you don't have to travel. You don't have to leave to kind of take a break and recharge and reset. So I, you know, I usually just find a nice hotel room in, you know, in New Orleans and spend a weekend there.
0: And New Orleans is so beautiful. I've been there myself for the 4th of July and it was absolutely everything I could have ever dreamed of. What are some of your favorite places to go in New Orleans?
1: Uh, I like to eat, so so um, obviously you know just the local restaurants, anywhere you know that like I can get a French seventy five, which is you know one of my favorite cocktails, uh, champagne. Mm-hmm. I like it with the uh, cognac, not with the gin. <laughs> so uh, uh, yes, yeah. yes. So you uh, know I try to enjoy the museums. We have a lot of local museums here. We have African American. Uh, art displays. So I like to visit museums. Uh, I've done opera here, you know, oh, yes. and I things love that. like that. So the the arts and music scene for me is, you know, what I enjoy.
0: And what are some of your favorite brands that you just absolutely love when you do want to treat yourself?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, I, I like champagne. <laughs> like That is my number one. <laughs> so I have like a whole bunch of Oove bottles. So when I want to have my champagne and, and that's, that's my, my, my to go beverage. I also like loungewear. So for me, I'm big on like pajamas, oh. slippers. So anything that I can find that, you know, silk pajamas or robes, anything that I come across, yes. You know, that is my thing. I'm really big on that.
0: That sounds amazing. So what do you think that a widow can do to try and manage her self-care? Just in today's kind of pandemic world, just what can a widow do to just kind of make sure that she's taking care of herself and has self-care these days?
1: I think the most important piece of advice that I can give A widow is to give yourself grace. And, you know, we talk about that a lot self compassion, being kind to yourself. And once you, you know, have that, then I believe, you know, self care will come easily because you're being kind to yourself. You're extending the same kindness that you would extend to someone else. You know, we are widows. You know, we have lost our spouse. And if it were someone else, we would. Be kind to them. We would offer them all the support and love that we could give them. And I just say, and offer that to yourself. So, what you would offer to someone else, offer to yourself.
0: That makes perfect sense. So, what was it like in the beginning? I imagine it was a lot tougher to, you know, rebrand, but also, you know, pivot your whole life from kind of one direction to a similar but different direction what was it like in the beginning how old was your uh, was your son at the time
1: so my son was four still young I mean he's five now still pretty young I think for me because of the fact that I kind of lived my life and displayed my life on social media it was like the whole mm-hmm. world was watching and, you know yeah. my, my followers yeah. my community you know because it happened so abruptly you know, the day before they were just following along with me doing a skincare routine. And then like the next day it was like, boom, I, you know, I I lost my husband. So the pivot was pretty easy because they were there with me. So it was like, they knew that the day before I was okay. And then this, this you know, day, I, you know, my whole world turned upside down. So it was more of, I was able to keep going and just be real because they, they were there. So I was able to use my platform to share my grief journey and I think that is one of the things that I'm most proud of because I was able to just share my journey and let other people know that it's okay to grieve and you know society has it where you know we think that we can't grieve we we are supposed to be strong. So I felt like my platform the pivot was, needed because it was space that would allow me to show other women that it's okay to grieve.
0: Oh, I so support you in that too. And so how did your son really make it through? Really, what was it like for him being four and having something so sudden happen?
1: I think he doesn't, I mean, he gets it, but I don't think he really gets it. Part of me is glad that he's so young because I don't think it really resonates with him as much as it would if he was older. Um he does have mm-hmm. memories. He does know that he's no longer here, but I think the way that a child's mind is at that age, it's like they'll think about it for a moment and then move on to something else. So it's not like it's a constant emotion or thought, like it is for us as adults. But you know, I think definitely yes. doing well with it. But one of the things that mm-hmm. I stress to other parents is to let your child talk about their feelings. Let them, you know, be sad. Let them see you cry or see you being sad because it'll let them know that it's okay to feel. And that's the, the one of the things that I try to embrace with him is just to let him know it's okay to be sad it's okay to miss daddy it's okay and then you know he'll have his little moment and then go pick up a lego and be fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what are you looking forward to doing in the future
1: well i'm really excited about the whole fly widow brand i have a podcast a fly widow podcast so um, that's exciting for me my next steps and my goals are To release a book, I'm currently working on that. It's called How I Found My Wings. And it talks about the first year of my widow journey. So I I should be finishing that since my first year wrapped up. I'm also interested in speaking and traveling and talking to other widows and just giving them pep talks and all that good stuff. So that is where I see myself in the very near future.
0: Oh, I would definitely come and see that. (laughs) I think that would be absolutely wonderful. Any more words of wisdom that you'd like to impart to the widows out there who absolutely adore you? Tens of thousands of people literally follow her. And I um, am so grateful to have you on our podcast. But anyway, any words of wisdom to share with the...
1: Yeah, I think I like to remind everyone that it's your grief journey. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. I like to say, you know, grieve on your own terms. So whatever that looks like for you is for you. You can't compare your journey to anyone else's and, you know, just honor your feelings.
0: And where can we find the Fly Widow online?
1: The website is flywidowpodcast.com. Instagram is at Reed and at flywidowpodcast.
0: Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to have had a wonderful time to speak with you today. We'll definitely be having more amazing fly widows on our podcast soon. If you'd like to join our community, just make sure to go to www.youngblackwidow.org or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash widowed. Thanks so much for coming and being with us, Alicia.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Join our community. Through our nonprofit, it's free to call, text, email, or chat with a peer volunteer daily. Just visit our website, youngblackwidow.org.